Hello, how's it going guys and welcome back to another episode of the CFC Talk Podcast. If I'm not wrong, this is probably the 49th or the 50th episode depending on if I've figured out how to count up to 50 because um, if you look at all of our platforms, you'll see a different number on each podcast and I apologize for that one. Um, but a lot, of, a very special episode actually. Firstly, let's uh, kick off with, let's actually start off with some of the talking points. Uh we're going to be discussing Chelsea and Tottenham, of course, the first half, second half in detail. Looking at Chelsea and Sheffield United, which will be um, for you guys, which will be tomorrow. And then we'll have a few minutes at the end where we look back at six months of CFC talk. And I'm, if I'm not wrong, uh, and thanks to Alex for this, today is exactly six months. So um, we were sat here six months ago. We were talking about if I can pull up the talking points quickly we were talking about each other and nervously sitting there with zero chemistry between us <laughs> um, so bef- before I can go ahead with that welcome back into the podcast Alex Amar uh, great to have you on how are you guys feeling today Alex nostalgic no I'm feeling uh <laughs> nah really happy to it's it, the six month thing really is in my head and it's like well it's, it's six months to the day that we've uh, we did our first recording and and yeah it, we've come on leaps and bounds and it's really nice to see what we've built and great to be on as usual as yeah great to be joined by both of you yeah um Amar your your thoughts on on just in general and and how are you feeling today yeah definitely feel, feeling great especially after beating Tottenham at their home again <laughs> so at the at the at their brand new stadium. We've played that three times now, and we beat them twice, which is which is very. We 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 didn't see Mourinho hopping and skipping this time to the dressing room. So you I can tell Amor's entered this podcast with stats and history, and <laughs> he's excited <laughs> for this one. Nah, it's, it's always it's always it's always a pleasure. It's always it's always fun beating Tottenham. Like seeing them melt down their Twitter on their Twitter pages was just fantastic. So. Yeah, I'm feeling great. And yeah, about the six months thing, yeah, and like considering the fact that we've not even met each other in person before, I, I feel like we, we we are doing pretty well. Like we still we still communicate as if we've known each other for years, but it wasn't like that in the beginning. So I know we'll get there. So <laughs> <laughs> we get there. We talk about it. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. Let's let's dive straight into it. I'll bring the back. I'll bring the mic back to Mark. Um. Your th- overall thoughts on the game, and just a few comments, and then we'll get dive into the detailed ones. I mean, the game. The, the first half was fantastic. Like from a Chelsea's point of view, the first from a Chelsea fan point of view, the first half was fantastic. Like we controlled the game, but the chances, the chances are is is, is still the issue. We we don't really take our chances. Well, we do we do everything right, but when we get into the the final tail, the, the final tail, and then that's where we have um, issues. But I think the first half was fantastic. The second half we dropped off a bit. Either probably we dropped off or um, Spurs came on um, uh, much better. It wasn't the same, but I mean the the game as a whole, I, I, I was happy about it. I was happy about how we were able to control the game, even at their home and. They couldn't really threaten us. I think the first half they only had one shot on target. The whole game, I think they had two shots on target. So it's 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 always good to to see that. Yeah, um, 
Alex, your thoughts? Yeah, just a huge win, really. I, I was definitely on edge for most of the second half with, like, <laughs> yeah, just feeling like, oh, they're going to come back into the game. They're going to come back. They were definitely, Tottenham definitely, they didn't really show up until about the 75th minute where they started to threaten and Mourinho was kind of urging them on to actually do something. But they just offered, Tottenham, yeah, they really didn't offer much. They tried to press Jorginho and Kovacic a little, but it just didn't really work. They had a fa- really fantastic performance, aside, even aside from Jorginho's goal, as well as Mount obviously playing as usual as his great self. Alonso didn't, yeah, we didn't really see any huge defensive frailties from anyone. But I think, yeah, positive, of course, it's beating Tottenham. It's a huge result when it comes to the table as well. But negative of um, losing Thiago Silva for probably a couple of weeks at least. Is going to be a little struggle, but it was nice to see Christensen come on and for once actually like looked okay, looked solid-ish when he came on, kept, helped keep the clean sheets and clean sheets, sorry. And um, yeah, third, uh, third clean sheet in a row for Mendy now. He's second in the clean sheet table to league to Edison, who's on twelve. Mendy's on ten, so he's coming for him slowly. But yeah, just uh, overall really positive and. Like, uh, yeah, it's the fact that we haven't conceded yet and the fact that we looked so dominant against this Tottenham team, was, it's really promising for where we can go for this the rest of the season and beyond. Yeah, um, I think I'll, I'll echo what both of you guys said. But, um, yeah, three points, three clean sheets. And surprisingly, only one shot on target in the last three games. And even though I wouldn't count the shot that Sun had yesterday on target because it was barely even troubling. Um, but Tuchel has come in and he's transformed his defence. Like, would we have ever imagined that we would be sitting here after a win against Tottenham and we would have been saying, oh, in our defence there were there was Christensen, there was um, Rudiger and Alonso. And we've kept a clean sheet. The next thing, the only thing that's left is having Kepa in goal and having a clean sheet. And I think well, <laughs> that'll well, be the peak of Tuchel. <laughs> our next, in two um, days' time, is against Barnsley. Two, two games' time, so that's that's the chance. Yeah, I mean, we couldn't we couldn't do a, a proper episode without mentioning Kepa and so then that <laughs> I, can't, I can't go a minute without Kepa. No, we need to get him on as a special guest. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure he would. He would love to be on. Yeah, Michelle. Michelle, contact. We'll, we'll get. We'll ask him for Michelle uh, <laughs> after his time with being getting acquainted with him. I think as as long as he doesn't listen to previous episodes, I think he he'll, he'll be okay. Uh, <laughs> asking Kepa. Oh, can you come on? Don't 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 look at our previous work. But come ignore on, ignore all of our posts. Ignore everything. Just come on, have a laugh with us for thirty minutes, and you can you can go back to saving Chelsea's goal. Uh, no, but yeah, um, back to the performance. Great, great performance overall from the team. And I think yesterday, and I think we said this before as well. There, these are type of performances where it's hard to pick them out of the match. And we were just talking about this before the episode. How every almost every site or every person had their own opinion and had their own man of the match. Um, officially, it was Mason Mount. On some websites, it was Alonso. Um, on the server, it was Kovacic. So it was all over the place, I think. Um, 
and yeah, so overall, very happy with Tuchel and, and seven points in the last three games, which would be, which is incredible. And then Sheffield up next, but um, his real test starts in February. So yeah, looking forward to all that. But before we dive into the first half, guys, is this a great example of, is this a good example of what we're going to see heading into a very tough February period for Chelsea when we play, I think, Atletico, United, Liverpool, Leeds, Atletico again, Everton in the span of two or three weeks. Um, Alex, is this is this a great example or is this where Chelsea, we can still improve as a team and um, there's there's areas where we can we can still work on? Yeah, the main thing is we need to get better. We need to be way more clinical. We're creating, it's clear we're creating chances, but uh, I, I can't, I saw a tweet with, uh, yesterday, it was like... Um, Spurs players have got aim bots because they uh, keep just blocking everything that, that Timo is, every single shot that, that Timo is shooting at the goal. So uh, we just need to get more clinical, more shots on target and aim for the corners more. So that's the main weakness, I think, of the team. And But it's a good sign. Our performance yesterday was, is a really good sign of how, firstly, how Tuchel is just like, the transformation of, of Jorginho and Kovacic over pretty much three days, like against Wolves, they were still typical Jorginho and Kovacic playing side to side and not really being that aggressive. But the past two games, it's, he's literally in three days, he's turned them into a really fast midfield or in the mind and fast with the pass midfield. So I'm, I, I'm uh, optimistic. I'm not going to say, uh, I'm not going to say, oh, we'll, we'll trash Atletico or whatnot. But I, I've really, I'm looking forward to this February. It's the last time you said that to Bayern, we ended yeah. up losing our next three games. <laughs> yes, yes. But um, yeah, it's, yeah, oh no, that was bad. But, um, but yeah, we've seen what Tuchel could do in the space of, he's turned this team around in terms of confidence. He's made us a really confident team. And who knows, by the time we face Atletico, as well as him improving players, him it just, his tactical awareness and the fact that he yeah, is he's just a genius, I think, in the day at Tuchel. And I think he'll... I don't expect us to have no chance against Atletico. I think we'll give them a good... I hope that we give them a good fight. I'm not sure whether we'll do it or we'll win or not, but it's definitely a good sign uh, for the past couple of games. And I, I think we've got a lot to look forward to next month, for sure. But we need to improve on our finishing. Yeah, I um I'll agree on that one. I think we create too many chances at one. I think against Tottenham we had um almost sixteen chances, and and we only technically only convert converted one, which was even that was because of a penalty. So I think you could you could we could sit here and blame Werner for that, but honestly, I think it was just the team out on it as a whole, and we saw that against uh. What was the last game against Burnley as well, where we had so many chances in the first half of where we could have been two or three goals up um, at halftime. So we we still need to be very clinical with our finishing and we just need to make sure that the chances that we create are not are not wasted. Because if you're playing against teams from the lower end of the Premier League, you could get away with it. But when you're playing against teams like Atletico, Bayern Munich, you've got to take your chances. You've got to take that one chance that they may give you um, by accident and that could change the... Um, the the game and then that could tip the ball in your that tip the went to your favor, um. But 
Amar Alex mentioned this partnership in the midfield, um, Jorginho and Kovac, is two players who almost look like we're going to be, um, not. I'm not going to say thrown out of the club, but probably be sold to other clubs. Um, maybe not so much Kovacic, but Jorginho looked like he was on his way out with Gilmore coming into the team. Um, but he's rekindled this partnership. How excited are you to see them? And we were we were talking about this before the podcast as well. There's options of having Kante Kovacic. There's options of Kovacic, uh, Kante and Jorginho. And then there's Jorginho uh, and Kovacic. Which one are you tipping towards? I mean, we can't we can't really do away with Kante um, when it comes to the midfield. Kante is very, very essential in that midfield. And But the thing is, the way um, jo- um, Jorginho and Kovacic have already um, re- uh, like found their chemistry again or they are playing at the level that they are playing at. It's very difficult to put Kante in the mix. In the mix, but I think it's something that Tuchel has to do because with Kante, he offers so much more than just um, what Jorginho and Kovacic offer because he 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 literally acts like as if right now we are, we are as as an extra man at the back in defense. So he's able to protect that defense at the same time going forward. But he's not great going forward. But he. He he does his best when he's in defense, when he's in the defensive midfield role. So, for me, in the way we are performing now in the current system against Tuchel, I think I'll go for um, Jorginho and Kovacic for now because now it seems like we are controlling the games better, and that's what and that and I think that's the job, that's the main uh, um, job that um, Jorginho was brought in for under Sari. He was brought in to play that register role too hold up possession and to spread the play and to find decisive passes. So if he's doing that again, I think I'd, I, don't, I, don't, I don't have any problem with him doing that. And we can't with um, Kovacic also besting through the middle and finding uh, um, passes pocket uh, passes in the pockets of defense also helps us a lot. And he's very, very hardworking, does very well. He wins possessions. Anytime we lose the, anytime we lose the ball, he's there to... Uh, um, um, win it, and then yesterday to get to the end, I I saw something from Jorginho. I haven't seen that while he was shielding the ball, he was trying to protect um, possession. He wasn't losing um, um, possession often as he has done in the past. He 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 seems like a different player, and I think this partnership. We saw this partnership under Sari. We saw it also a little bit under um, Lampard in his first season when Kante was out most of the season. They were the they were the go-to defenders, but I think they didn't really fit well in the system that we played uh, uh, with Lampard this season. He they, they didn't really fit well together. Kante was best best in that position in, in the midfield, but with this, it seems like we are controlling the game more. And with Jorginho, the, the he does very well if you control the game. So if we are able to control the game and we are we are, we are able to prevent teams from attacking us and uh, and Pressuring our defense, I think he's the perfect option for that position. So for now, if we are able to control, like like I said, I keep repeating myself, if we are able to control games, I think Jorginho will be the best. Yeah, and I think the biggest question a lot of fans had and, and everyone had technically was that whenever we have Jorginho Kovacic play, they do really well against weaker sides of the Premier League. And when it comes to playing the top six or teams which like to play from their midfield centrally they tend to struggle but yesterday I think we saw a great example of that when they when um, Tottenham tried to counter with 
almost passing the ball to Son every time. And then they were they were really effective in that position. Jorginho helping control play with Kovacic trying to come forward and attack and help Mason Mount, um, who's another player on the list tonight. But that penalty, um, Jorginho, the hip scop, the, the hip scop, the hip. Uh, whoa, I can't speak now. Hop skip. Oh. That's, that's that's a tongue that's, that's a tongue <laughs> twister, isn't it? <laughs> Hop, skip, jump penalty. Um, Alex, your thoughts on that? We didn't see that yesterday. Well, we'll be hipping for top four. No, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. Well, yeah, I was actually really surprised that he changed it up, but I was also really surprised that he took it over Timo Werner, uh, considering the Timo Werner is supposed to be the, the designated penalty taker, and he has taken them in the but past. I think, okay, so this is, this is something that I read online. I don't know the the um how trust how trustworthy this is but apparently Tuchel said that in a penalty contest Mount and Jorginho came out on top and just right before the match he gave Jorginho the go-ahead so I think Werner probably wasn't even on the list yeah. Mount was the next man after him fair enough but I guess then that's, that settles that at least but yeah I'm really surprised that he uh he's changed his or I don't know if he has made that permanent change away from the hop, skip and a jump, but maybe it was just to throw him off, keep her off, throw the keeper off one or t- once or twice because he's done it in the past where he's kind of done a conventional penalty uh, run up and scored, but then he's gone back to hop, skip and a jump. So I guess it's it's one way to kind of keep the keeper on edge. But at the end of the day, he's well, all that mattered was, I think we were all pretty nervous when he did step up to take it because we were all expecting him to do a hop, skip and jump. And he's missed a couple this season, so it's just a little worrying. But to see him go with the conventional one and score, that was the main, that was the, the main point. And at the end of the day, it decided the match. So, yeah, it's good that he, uh, he took a less risky option once <laughs> give him a break i mean he scored so exactly. i'll, I'll... <laughs> yeah no i mean honestly I, I was kind of disappointed that we didn't see any goals other than that penalty goal and i was expecting us to at least try and get and get a goal from open play after all we had almost 13 14 if i'm not wrong um so yeah i think it was it was it was kind of disappointing but um uh, Amar, Chelsea playing a lot from the right-hand side and, and we've seen Reese James and Kovacic, that kind of partnership that's been that's being built up on that right-hand side has been incredible. And of course, Callum Sindor playing in the left wing-back position the last few games um, started as a, I think, as a number 10 slash kind of a left winger, uh, a right winger role that he had. Um, how effective has that been for Chelsea, and and uh, what are you expecting from that? Looking going forward um, against Sheffield and probably the next few games. Yeah, I think we we've been we've been attacking from the right mainly because of the brilliance of um, Callum Hudson Odoi, and he's he's so quick, he's so fast, he's able to beat defenders that he makes the left side like very very weak because. I don't think they the on the left without Pulisic being on the left. It's it's they don't have the same um, outputs as um, on the right. And then the, on the right, putting Reese and Callum there would trouble any defense. So I think that is why we are coming from the right. And 
it's a good it's a good strategy to be to to be using on the left i don't know i, I don't even when mount gets the ball sometimes he 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 goes on the right he doesn't go on the left because probably he has tried many times with alonso and um Vena and they don't click as well as reese and um and Callum and it's 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 weird academy see- i think academy yeah probably but were they in the academy at the same time i don't think they were they played at the same time but yeah, probably like you're saying they have that they have that link up um there already and yeah, it was weird seeing um Callum shifted because yesterday he was kind of like part of a two in the attack so it's it's it was weird seeing that because he has played as a wing back for a very long time but it was also very refreshing to see both him and reese in one game because i thought that was something that we would not see this season we saw reese and aspie and callum all in the same game and that was very very that was very very good to see because uh, when when callum was shifted to the right wing back i was thinking that what happens to uh, reese james will he be on the bench all the time and because aspie is also playing Aspie is better in the three-man defense than Reese James, so I think that tactic also worked a lot. But with the um um, um how do I say it? The um end end uh, uh end product in our attack, I think that's an issue we have to address. It has been an issue for a very very long time since I think Sari had had Sari had it cool because he had Hazard, he had. Um, Diru linking up very very well with Hazard. He had um, Pedro also doing very well for us. But I think with Lampard coming down from from Lampard's first season, we haven't really been um, um, that aggressive in attack. Like uh, in our finishing, our finishing has always been an issue. Anytime we we lose games, it's not that we lose games because we've been bad in the game. It just it's just that we've not been we've not taken our chances, and it happened yesterday too as well. That that we could have won that game by three or four goals. We had so many chances. I think the in the second half there were there were three instances where Kovacic, Mount, and I think um, Pulisic they were free and they were running through the midfield. But their final passes, the final end product was missing. There were there, there was an there was a chance where Kovacic could have given Werner uh, an early pass. We don't know whether he might score or not, but I think that would have been a be- better option than him trying to score himself. And there was another chance to where Mount found Werner and Werner couldn't um, get the ball at the back of the net. And then Pulisic's chance as well. Like it's, it's a repetitive thing. I think that's something that Tuchel has to work on or he will work on the most because I think he solved other issues that were in the team. And I think that's our last issue that we need to solve. If we solve that issue, I think we can we can um, strike on all fronts. Yeah. I think so just just being clinical basically um up front with all the chances that we created um overall and and that covers up most of the first half was the substitu- I think the substitution was in the first half uh Thiago Silva out for um the next few games it seems this and the the only th- update that I've seen so far is that it's a thigh injury rather than a hamstring injury, so it, it means that it will take a lot less time than expected. Um, Amart, how big of a blow is that for Chelsea, and how important is it that Rudiger and Christensen um, 
pair up and and take responsibility. As it seems, I think Zuma's injured as well, uh, and we don't have an uh, we don't have an expected return date for him. Yeah, I mean, first of all, I think it's, we we are very 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 lucky that it wasn't a hamstring injury because at his at his age, it would have been very very difficult for him to recover quickly from a hamstring injury. He would have needed more time to recover. But fortunately, it's a tight injury, and we'll lose him. I think. I think I read for like two to three weeks or so. So, which is which is a big blow because we have Atletico Madrid in that um, in that time. But I don't know. I I think I I I think I I said it yesterday on I I tweeted about it yesterday, and I think Christensen and Rudiger, for example, they are very very good defenders, and I think they are even doing better now because there's a new manager both of them weren't really they were like kind of like out of favor with Lampard they weren't playing regularly under Lampard so it's 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 like a clean slate for them and so so far they've been doing very very well especially when Christensen came in to replace Thiago Silva it wasn't as good it wasn't like Thiago Silva but we still held our line and and the thing about I think I said it in the last um episode the thing about Tuchel's um, um, Chelsea right now is that even when we are one 0 up, I'm not really worried about us conceding. It, it, it seems like the defensive line is so good, the defensive line is so fixed that even when there are chances coming through, you are still confident that they'll they'll do something about it. And I don't think it's a Christensen or Rudiger or a personal thing in that matter. I think that they've been well drilled and they know exactly what they have to do and they are doing it well because it's a, it's a new manager and they want to impress so yeah i for them against atletico madrid against atletico madrid i'm just hoping that zuma will be back and if zuma is back playing with rudiger probably might be more confident in it but but christensen you might never know he might give you a good performance today then bad performance tomorrow and he has um, little mistakes in, in his in his play but yesterday he did very very well so I can't really fault him. So we'll see. We'll just see how it goes. Just hopefully um, Thiago Silva gets well soon and doesn't keep uh, long um, out. Yeah. Um, key defender, key player for Chelsea. And, and both on and off the pitch. Alex, I don't know if you follow uh, Thiago Silva too much on social media, but how much of an impact does that have on the team, the messages that he puts out on his social media accounts and, and the support that he shows for the team each week and each match day? I think, well, not very much, but it's a really, you'd love to see it, I think is the best way to describe. I think his leadership in person is, um, is what commands the pres the respect and presence that he kind of gives off in this team. But you love, you definitely love to see it. You can, I think you can tell that he's a class act on and off the pitch. Uh, especially after that, uh, there, there was a post um, where I think Chelsea, or was it a PS? It was something about um, PSG or no, I can't remember actually. Essentially, he was like, uh, I, I'll, I'll never forget. Even at late, uh, this was a week after Lampard had been sacked, and he's just a post summarizing that he was um, really thankful for all the work that Lampard had done. So you can just tell that he's a really class act and. Without, I really, I pray that he is back for the Atletico game because we're going to need him. I can't fathom playing Christensen against Atletico Madrid. 
Hell, I don't even want to see Christensen start against Sheffield, if I'm honest. I think he did against... I think he started when we had the 3-0 in Project Restart. And yeah, I just don't want to see Christensen really start at all. I'd rather have Zuma. But if Zuma's injured, then uh, our our hand is kind of forced. But yeah, Thiago Silva is just an absolute... Top three in the cent- top three centre backs in the league, for sure at the moment, and yeah, his influence on this team is so so good, and the fact that we got him on a free, it's a shame because we wish it would have been nice to get him like eight years ago or something instead of now. But at thirty six, he still has a huge part to play in this Chelsea team. Yeah, honestly, I think I was saying this on the live watch along. Um, shameless plug, but if you don't follow our second channel, make sure you do. Um, but yeah, I think I said this on there as well. I think Thiago Silva deserves a year um, on his contract. And I think if we're talking on that topic, I've just kind of rem- remembered that Aspilicueta has signed a one-year deal with Chelsea. Um, many thought this would be his last season here with Rhys James cementing his place. Um, and now that the fact that Callum Hudson-Odoi has kind of just come into that right wing back role as well, but it seems he's been he's going to be an important part of Chelsea for the rest of the season. Amar, are you excited to see another season of Aspilicueta? Yeah, I think I expected it. I, 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 to be honest, I know that a lot of people were like Rhys James would take his place and stuff like that. Yeah, definitely Rhys James, Rhys James would take his place. But I don't think we've seen the last of Aspi. Aspi has some immense energy, even though. It, it, I think he had a, a hamstring. Yeah, yeah, he had a hamstring injury um, against Arsenal in the FA Cup. But he still came back very, very early, and that was crazy. <laughs> he recovered quickly, and he was expected to be out for months, and he came in weeks, and that was just crazy. So I, I don't think he's. I don't think he's a. He's a a, a, a normal player. I think he's a really, really special player. I, if we can get him, if I, if we can get him playing, he's a special this, one. Yeah, I think if we can get him playing at this <laughs> level, at this level, um, um, with this kind of performances day in day out, I think we should we should have him on as long as he as long as he he still plays football, even at the age of forty forty five, he's still playing football. Let's give him a new one year deal. <laughs> mm-hmm. Wait, Mohammed, I just want to ask. Where did you hear about him extending his contract? Oh, please tell me I've not. I think I think you've been baited. I'm sorry. This no. Is... Yeah, because I didn't hear it, but I I just I just took his word for it. So. Yeah, I mean, he, of course, he deserved his contract runs until um, summer 2022. Am I? Uh, okay, okay. So uh, this is the set third time this week, Alex. Oh no. Yeah, uh, it's, it's hard. It's really hard to be fair when people have official looking avies and things. It's really hard to believe what's right and what's wrong. But he deserves it though. He, I want him to stay forever and ever, if I'm honest, because he's still good enough to be the deputy to Reese James. So, and we just don't, we're not going to get someone better than him to be a backup right back. So, why would you buy it? Yeah, I, I don't see. We don't need an ASP replacement. We don't need to get rid of ASP for at least until the end of his contract, unless he has like an Ivanovic-style uh, slump in form where he he seriously hurts the team, like even when he's a backup, which I hugely doubt and can't even imagine. It's, it's too ridiculous to even consider. But um, one, I mean, just to change the topic, I don't know to kind of shift us off of our. Mohammed's little um, meh, but <laughs> um, but meh. 
uh, his no nightmare, short for nightmare. Um, the uh, so after Thiago Silva came off, second half. I mean, especially last latter part of the second half, Tottenham definitely came into the game, and then there was that header by I think it was Vinicius, I think. And it was a really yeah, good cross. Uh, yeah, I know. Yeah. And it came close. And if, if that went in, that would have definitely changed our... would have been still a good performance. But yeah, that was really scary. Like, close. I don't want yeah. to see a draw, I think. this. Uh, I didn't want to see a draw. We deserved the win, if I'm honest. We, yeah. First half completely outplayed them. And the second... I think I, so I think that was, that, was the, that was the issue yesterday. We, were, we weren't... We weren't good... Um, in front of goal, and they were they were also bad in front of goal, so we we got away with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. Because they had they had they had they had some they had some two two three I think two clear chances. There was one shot by Lamela at the end, and that, that Mendy saved, that which was very very good. But there was a chance by Ori in the first half. Another another header. He headed it wide. And then there was another chance by um, Vinicius. Is it Vinicius, right? I think it is Vinicius. Yeah, Vinicius. He was the one who had that chance in the second half. And then, well, I think one player we haven't really talked about much is Mason Mount, who's also a key component in that Chelsea midfield, and he's been so vital for Chelsea um, under Lampard last season, this season, um, and now under Tuchel. And and we had our speculations where we thought, oh, he wasn't going to play. And academy players are going to struggle. Um, Alex, I think, how would you even describe Mason Mount, firstly? I think, I don't know how to introduce him. (laughs) (laughs) What do you mean no one's talking about Mason Mount? Everyone's talking about Mason Mount. I said said we haven't talked about (laughs) him enough. We haven't talked about him enough this episode. I know. I was just trying trying to twist (laughs) your words. Don't worry. Um, (laughs) But, yeah, he's... he always puts in at least a seven out of ten against in any game he's played this season. He's put at least a seven out of ten in, and actually the only gripe I have with him is that he is is and to be fair, it was more like the whole teams to be fair. But it's in order for him to be considered to be rated by fans outside of by people outside of Chelsea, who obviously sorry, I mean fans outside of Chelsea. So a lot of fans I talk to, at least they don't really rate. They, they they would take Grealish or Foden or yeah, those are the main two. They would rather take those two over Mount because they don't see the goals and assists from Mason Mount yet. But once he gets them, there there'll be no going back, and he'll be uh, I back him to win most England fans at least over and Premier League fans over. But yeah, he just needs to work on that getting more goals and assists by improving his decision-making and quality, essentially. There were there was one in the second half where he forced a good save from um, Lloris with his left foot, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Was. That was a good save. He yeah. forced a good save from Lloris. But I think little things like that needs to be a little more in the corner. And there was one in the first half where he got in a good position to cross. He tried to dink it and it kind of just went into the stands, which is a bit of a shame, but it was the right idea. So it was just, yeah, it was just... Little bits of improving the quality of the things he does in, at, like, uh, in the other in the opposition box. That's all he needs to do. Everything else about his game is just amazing. If I'm honest, and he's completely won me over this season. After I doubted him a lot this last season and started coming into this season, 
and it's really nice to see that Tuchel rates him as well now. It's and it's it's quite funny because yeah, I even I have accused him of being Lampard's son and thinking he wouldn't play as much because of Lampard, but it's just not the case apparently. Clearly, or uh, to be fair, I mean, I think Tuchel has said that he does. He needs to, he's he's warrants his spot and he needs to keep working, and be on top of things to to stay in the starting eleven, which is good. But yeah, I think Mason Mount's going to be a crucial Chelsea player for the next 10 years, 15 years. And we just need him to add a couple more goals to his game and then he'll truly be a world-class player. No, I just wanted to read out a stat that I saw on Skorka. I think after we played against um, Burnley, um, only only four players have created 50-plus chances in the Premier League this season and Mount is one of them. Jack Grealish, Bruno Fernandes, Kevin De Bruyne and Mason Mount. That shows you how important he is to our team, because I remember I, I've 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 seen tweets about people saying that. Oh, I stole my stat. <laughs> I see. <laughs> the, the, the things. The reason why I like the stats is that people usually say that most of his um, chances he creates come from corners, but you can't tell me that he has taken 50, 50 corners this season. <laughs> to, be, to be fair we are quite threatening from corners and I do think that a lot of those do come not a lot uh, a higher ratio than the other four players that you mentioned do ha- create from corners yeah and then I think a, but, chance is re- a chance is recorded when it leads to um, um, this, uh, uh, um, he gets this um, stat because most of his chances leads to Goal scoring abilities, probably the final person doesn't score or something. I think he his corners also have been really, 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 really good because, yeah, probably because we are lacking Zuma, so we, we can't score from corners anymore. But when Zuma was playing and scoring from corners, all his um corners were from Mason Mount, and that just says a lot. So for me, this guy is a gem. I don't want to see him play for any other team. I want to see him play for Chelsea till he retires because he's a very, he's a very good player, very quality player. A lot of people don't really see his benefits, but like you, like you said, when he starts scoring goals, adds goals to his games, I think a lot of people will appreciate him more. Sorry, Mohammed, for stealing your stat. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's fine. It's fine. You can have the limelight this time. Um, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll take. <laughs> no. Uh, I, 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 I need to now cross that out and see what I can I can link it up with now. But no, honestly, um, yeah, I think Mount gets a lot of stick for for being one of the best Chelsea players right now in the squad, in my opinion. And I think honestly, he's he's a great young talent at, from the Chelsea academy, and he's got another. I think Alex said it as well. He's got the next ten years, fifteen years, and if he does stay at Chelsea, which hopefully he does and performs at that level, um, he will be an, in, an incredible talent, Chelsea. And, and yeah, could be the next Lampard, could be better than could, could be better than him. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think, yeah, he's, he's a great player. I'll just, I'm, I'm probably just echoing what you guys just said for <laughs> the last two, three minutes, but um, it's, it is what it is. Anything you guys want to add on to the Tottenham, Review. Um, I guess Timo Werner as well. We haven't. Uh, yeah, he just 
Good rate your chances, Timo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he, did, he took three shots, but they just all kept getting blocked. And he was doing some things right, but uh, I think it boils down to this. We need uh, he is a great. Well, on his day, he's a great. Well, no, he proved last season he's a fantastic finisher. But like little things, like his first touch, and just he doesn't really do the other parts of the game, or he's not doing it at the moment. That he's not. Eh, I don't know. It's hard to say, but he's just as well as being genuinely unlucky. It's just some things that probably show from his lack of confidence, such as his first touch being a little off and not wanting to dribble through players. Like there was the Southampton, the Southampton goal that Tammy scored, where. Timo pretty much ran like half of the pitch and dribbled through players and then squared it to Tammy who scored. There's just not, we don't really see that kind of side of him at the moment. And I'm worried because uh, he was brought in to score goals. And it's like when you see the Haaland rumours, it's like, uh, I wouldn't mind him, but maybe that's a bit of a side note, but it's something for our transfer, for a transfer window video in the summer. But, I don't know about you guys. If you if you take Haaland to displace even Timo Werner, but I am starting to lean not to say that Timo Werner is a bad player or even because you can see that his impact in the game, his pace, he even when he's not scoring, he's doing other things right. But I think we do. To, maybe it's a way of improving our finishing ability in general is to get probably one of the greatest finishers in in world football at the moment into Chelsea in Erlen Haaland. I don't know about you guys on that, but and maybe that's yeah. more of a side note. But no, I think I, I I agree with you. But one thing, it's 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 unfortunate. The thing is that it's unfortunate that he's not scoring because one thing I like about his performances, not the fact that he's not scoring, definitely isn't a good sign. But one thing I like about his performances is that one, he's able to he's able to get in good positions. Because most of the times he get he receives he receives the the passes he receives passes in good positions but sometimes the final product is where he's lacking and then two he also creates chances as well he also said he was on the left side a lot linking up with Alonso and trying to get balls into the uh, box but the the issue is you are trying to get the ball into the box and you are the one supposed to be inside the box so and then <laughs> there's no then there's nobody there to uh, um, get to the end yeah. of them and that's where the issue is so for 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 me i think the fact that he's finding good he's, he's he's still finding good positions to be in for me i think when he starts scoring i think it will it will just be fantastic to watch but with haaland for me if the two of the two of them what one thing i'll say haaland has over him is kind of like physicality because with haaland i think haaland is capable of bullying defenders he can he can um um Hold the ball uh, for longer periods, even in the in the penalty box, and still take a shot. But with and and he still ha- and he has speed as well. But with Timo, I think with Timo, what is going for Timo is speed. He's very fast. He's not able to dribble defenders that much. I I, I think he did that. He did that a lot um, uh, when he was at um, Leipzig. But here, I'm I'm I've not really seen it. But I think he had his pace is still there, and he has that going for him. So for him, he he he's very very pacey. Haaland is also pacey, but I think Haaland bullies defenders better than um, Werner. And and I'm and I, I'm just afraid that more and more defenders are losing 
they are they are they are losing their fear and then they are not really afraid of him anymore because the way sometimes they take him on even when he's he's running and i think that's even part of the reason why he's losing confidence the defenders aren't afraid of him anymore and it's it's, it's showing there's some there's some there's some chances you see especially against um tottenham there are some there are some chances that i was expecting him to run with dire but he run and then stop and then pass it backwards or run and stop and pass it to Hudson Odoi or uh, Alonso. And it was just, it was, it was annoying me sometimes because we know what he's capable of doing, but I think it will take time, but eventually he'll, he'll come good. He signed for four years, so we still have more to get from him. So we'll see. One last thing to add on to that before, how would you, you come over? It's just that like, it looks like Hudson Odoi was kind of, and Vernon were both playing at up top. I don't know if, Hudson Odoi was more of a striker yeah. for, in the game, but perhaps I think that having two strikers on the pitch is definitely something we should probably consider. Like, or not? No, not that I'm saying Kutukol should consider, but something that we can kind of get you should get used to. Because I don't know, that's kind of why I don't rule out the signing of Ellen Haaland because you could play Timo Werner and Haaland together with Tammy on the bench, and you'd keep all of them relatively happy, at least. And you could play Cho instead. I think the only thing that I would say on that is I think was it the first game against Wolves when Tammy and Werner both started, and then he took Tammy off, or was it against Burnley? I think it was Wolves where he started. Yeah. Tammy. So, yeah, I think I don't. I, I'm not sure if um, he knows how. Like he he like he un, he. I'm not sure if he he'd rather go with two or one strikers, but I think two Kells very um, I don't know how to word this, but he's very confident on the formation that he uses, and he I think I don't see him going and switching into two striker kind of role unless we've got our wingers injured, um, but because we have so much, I think. In, if we if we do play a two striker role, the only thing that I see changing is is we might have to play with Kai Havertz because then those two striker strikers would constantly be getting balls from the center rather than crossing it in as we used to do with Lampard, in my opinion. Um, yeah. And I, yeah, I think I mean it's not an, I'm not saying it's a no option, but I, I just I think Haaland is is someone we don't really need if we if we if we really have to sign someone we've got to look at the defense and we've got to look at other positions such as the wingers um, and try and offload a few players from the midfield and defense that we've already got. So um, yeah, I think honestly I think I'm not too concerned about Haaland, even though yes he's an incredible signing. No disrespect to him and and his skills. Hundred times better than I can probably kick a football. Mm-hmm. So, um, but I just think Chelsea really don't need Haaland, someone like Haaland right now. Yeah, I, I, I only think. Go on, Amart, go for it. No, no, I, I, I know that he's saying that. I know that Mohamed um, is saying that we don't need Haaland right now. I think we do, but the but as, aside from that, I'll prefer him coming to Chelsea than going to a team like Man City. To be honest, because if we can get him ahead of Man City, I'll be over the moon because I feel like if he goes to that team, Man City, he would he would <laughs> he would worry a lot of defenses in the Premier League. 
and and that one is it, it it just if it goes to man city i'll just be reminded of aguero we nearly signed aguero and we passed on him and signed somebody else and then he went to um, um city and became just the best city player ever and i i think with the two with the um two strikers we played two strikers against um um spurs it's the first time that he used two strikers, Callum and Werner. I think Werner was more um, central and um, Callum was playing right just behind him. But we played, instead of the 3-4-2-1 that he usually plays, he played that in the Wolves game and the Burnley game. But this time he went for a 3-4-1-2. So we still played with two strikers. So even with Haaland, the team, like Alex is saying, we can still adopt the two strikers um, um, tactics and still use them up top. Yeah, yeah. I think, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not saying no to that. I'm not saying I wouldn't want to see Haaland at Chelsea. I'm just saying that we might need to prioritise some other positions than, um, than than going for Haaland. So I think if, if we do end up signing someone like Marquinhos, if we do end up selling a few of our other players, and then, then if the Chelsea board goes, oh, okay, we need to sign Haaland, then I would say, okay, yeah, that makes sense. But if we go after Haaland and, and not get a defender and probably not give Silva a year extension, then I will be a bit concerned because I don't want to see Rodrigo Christensen and Zuma starting, um, where Zuma's probably going to have to look on his right and left every five seconds knowing mm-hmm. that anything can go wrong. Um, but but Silva, already, Silva already has a, a year extension, or, or am I wrong? Yeah. He's already been uh, given it's a an, year. It's an option. Is it yeah. optional? Also, I'd say like... Considering we've just spent 220 million, even in COVID times, I wouldn't be too worried about priority. I don't think they would uh, could, could go and say, "Oh, we're just going to spend all our money on Holland." They're going to have multiple things to think about at the same time. And yeah, considering we spent 220 million, yes, a lot of that was because of transfer ban and has our money and stuff coming in. But uh, I'm, I'm not worried about priority. I, I think they'll uh, they'll they can do both. I like to think they can do both. They can think about, I mean, we bought hell. We bought Edouard Mendy Silva and a striker and a number 10 and a left back. All in the yeah, same. we don't need to fire employees, Arsenal. Oh, or abandoned, or abandoned <laughs> local dinosaurs. <laughs> or abandoned local dinosaurs. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um... Yeah, I think that sums up the uh, Tottenham review. Um, went longer than expected, but I guess you expect that with some uh, with a game like Tottenham's. Um, you expect it when your CFC talk, if I'm honest. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be honest. <laughs> if there's one thing we're amazing yeah. at, is yeah. overrunning. <laughs> yeah, if you guys look at our timestamps, because. Um, what you guys don't see is is the timestamps that we put in before on Discord and our chats just to keep uh, track of what we're going to discuss next. And we always have we always reserve almost 35, 40 minutes for a review and 10, 15 minutes for a preview. Um, but we every every I think every episode we've managed to shoot that by at least 10, 15 minutes. And we, and we still haven't changed it. So since the first episode, it's the same time timestamps on each topic. Mm-hmm. Um, but but we still managed to overrun it. Um, but perhaps, yes, it, I a, that's the. I have a suggestion. Sorry, perhaps we should put our original timestamps in the uh, descriptions <laughs> of the videos, just as a, <laughs> as a meme, like to, to kind of. Oh, that would be funny. Uh, okay, never mind. Uh, Ignore yeah. me, Sheffield. No. Um, 
A 1-0 win away from home to Cal. Seven points from nine games. Moves on to Sheffield on a sa- Sunday night. Is that? Yeah, Sunday night. Um, a game that could probably put Chelsea in a good position before heading over to um, Barnsley to play in the FA Cup. And then when they come back from there, they'll have two games before they hit a hard run of games on the February, February 23rd. Um, but let's not to get get too ahead of ourselves. Um, Sheffield United, Amart, excited, easy win for Chelsea, or is is this still tricky blue tricky blues time for Chelsea? And and oh, actually, there's a if I'm not wrong, Sheffield haven't won their last. Um, okay, let me get this right before I get. Okay, so they have they've they've been on a good run of form. I mean, they've won the of winning three games. Last, <laughs> Three games in the last five. Yeah. Um, Mark, confident or is this going to be a tough game for Chelsea again? Uh, I can't. I can't really say I'm confident because they beat they beat uh, Manchester United at their home, right? Um, so we 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 can still we can still lose to them if we go there if 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 we play badly at the bridge, but. I don't know. I, I think it's it's something. It's a game we have to win, and we have to continue man, maintaining this um, win streak that we have and extending it. Because, like like we've said previously, we we have to win every game that comes in front of us this this season in the Premier League. Because we have to catch up. So the teams are losing. They are they are losing. They are they are losing points at the top. And I think City and Liverpool will be playing next in the Premier League. So any of them can lose. Any of them can drop points, and we have to catch up. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping Liverpool drops points. So if they drop points and we gain some um, against Sheffield, we can, we can climb the ladder even higher and get into top four. Try and get into top four. So uh, I don't, I don't want to say I'm confident, but I think we have, we can win this game. We can, we can. We then we beat them. I think we beat them four one in was it in November or so. Beat them four one in November, and I think we are capable of beating them again. So let's 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 just go. Let's let's just get this win and get these three points. Any game that comes in front of us this season is a big. It's a big. It's a big match. You can you can tell there's a sense of confidence in your voice, but you don't want to no, overshoot, and you just don't want to say, I'm, I, I, "This is a win." And and yeah. come on Sunday night, you were sitting here like, "What's just happened?" <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't want to jinx it. I don't want to jinx it because that's happened so many times this season and I don't want to be overconfident with any game. Yeah, I mean, again, with Frank Lampard, yeah, we've kind of realised that. But hopefully, I mean, again, I'm not, I just wish we don't go on a... I wish we go on a good run of um, wins. But I, I wish that we also kind of, as Chelsea fans, realised that this happened with Lampard and he kept saying... You know, we're not we're not ready. We're not ready, and, and fans weren't ready to accept that we're not ready. Um, but yeah, Alex, your thoughts on Sheffield and, and what are your predictions? The way I see it, the what like if we win, we'll either be we'll end up on the day either a point behind Liverpool or eight points behind top or somewhere in the middle where they've if they draw, I guess. So yeah, if we win, we. And Arsenal playing Aston Villa as well. Everton are playing... Sorry, this is not at all to do with Sheffield. But, <laughs> um, 
and also Everton play Man United. So essentially, a lot of teams are playing everyone else around each other this game week. And Sheffield, I mean, yes, they're in actually, they're in not awful form considering they lost the first sixteen games in the league. Sorry, lost or drew the first sixteen games in the league. They we don't have to take, we shouldn't take them for granted. I'm not sure if Ampadu will be able to play for them. I I would guess not because I think it was the same with other Barkley. teams that we've played. Yeah, Barkley. Like when uh, we played Aston Villa, Barkley didn't. So I don't think Ampadu will be able to will be able to play. And he's been pretty crucial to them recently. And to be fair, when Sheffield did beat United, United did look pretty awful in defence at least. So and I I would be really surprised. I mean, touch wood that uh, we um I don't want to jinx it, but I don't expect us to lose all uh, defensive solidity that we found over the past three games to Sheffield. So yeah, the important thing is three points. I uh, yeah, performance wise, as long as t- uh, I want Timo Werner to score, that's the main thing really. Timo needs to score. We need to get three points so that we can just continue this run that or or start. A good run, and before you know it, we'll be back in the conversation with Leicester, United, and Liverpool. But first, game at a time. Win the games that we should. Unlike Liverpool, who te- who have an awful record against the top, the bottom six, weirdly. But uh, yeah, these are the games we really need to win and to get back into the top four race. Yeah, I think that's. I think the best way to take it, and I think Tuchel said it as well. Just let's let's take it game by game. Let's not look at the big picture right now. Let's not get our hopes too high. Um, I want to say we can we can still contest for the t- for the title, but um, let's oh, let's let's look at only Sheffield for now. You know, it's it's more believable than it was a couple of weeks ago. So yeah, what if what if you actually speak it into existence? Now we only only got to beat. We've only got to beat Sheffield, Newcastle. Um, Man United, Liverpool, Everton, Leeds, and and we're all, we're halfway there. Like, it all depends on if Man City. Like, I, I know it's crazy to think about, but it all depends on if Man City continue the way they are. Because whenever Man City they lose, they kind of have like a bad patch. They don't really lose one game. They have a bad patch. Of like, not like us. Yeah, not like us, where we just lose or win and lose or win or whatever. Kind of like actually, to be fair, kind of like us. But kind of like most of the big teams, they've had a bad patch of them, three or four games or even five, where they just lose or draw. They just nothing really works for them. So if Man City can have that at some point between now and the end of the season, then you never know. You never know. We could we we could be there to pick up the reins. But until Man City show that, because it seems like City getting better and better, if I'm honest. Until Man City have that. Flip, we're we're not going to be able to get near them. I don't think. It just even if we went to where the Etihad and won. It, it just sounded like you're making an off. Yeah, yeah, you're making a request to Man City to lose their game so that we. Yeah, yeah. Please, it would be really nice <laughs> if Mohammed's prediction came true. Please, yeah. But United, United are right behind them. So if Man City yeah. loses, the United also has have to lose in oh. addition. In- Interesting point, actually. Something I forgot to say about: Have you guys seen Man City's fixtures for the next like uh, until eight games or or seven games? Let me check. So they play. 
so yes so Mohammed, your prediction chances just went up no <laughs> liverpool tottenham everton arsenal west ham Man united yeah 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 they play wow they play literally like that's in my next five or six Premier League games, they play all top six teams or top eight. Sorry, Arsenal top nine teams. Uh, <laughs> but, but yeah. To be fair, if they can, if they can, if they can beat, if they can win these four games, Liverpool, yeah, Tottenham, to fair, Everton, even Arsenal, after that, it's the West Ham, is, yes, and then Man United. So, and then Wolves, and then Man Leicester. United. <laughs> so it's like they they have a really tricky next eight <laughs> to ten games essentially. So, and what about let? I'm just curious. Let's check my United's own as well because they are right behind them. My United have easy. My United have easy. Other than um, for the next couple of games, they have Everton, West Brom, Newcastle, and then after that, they play Chelsea, City, West Ham, and then yeah. So they their tricky period is at the end of the month, but before then, I think yeah, you never know if City so. We kind of want Liverpool to, if we want City to start to crumble a little and lose confidence, I think, do we want Liverpool to, sorry, we're completely going way off topic of Sheffield, but it's like, I think I'll probably be wanting Liverpool to win that just so they can kind of dislodge City a bit. And yeah, City have such a really hard fixture list for the next eight games. I know it's tricky, and I'll, I know I don't want to speak Mohammed's prediction into existence, but it's not the most it's not the most Im- impossible thing in the world <laughs> of football to suggest, considering City's extremely hard fixture list over the next eight games. So, are we thinking Mohammed by the by the um, start of when? Oof, should we say end of end of March? No, no. Should we say by? T- do you think top by mid March? Not until the twelfth of May. Yeah, no, until we're twelve. So yeah, twelfth of May will be will be top. You heard it here first. No, was it twelfth of May or is it twenty third? Sorry, no, sorry. I actually misread that. I I meant twelfth of March, not May. <laughs> I meant okay. yeah. I mean, we'll honestly, the, that's the one thing I love. This is kind of going back, but. Six months of podcasting, we still haven't lost hope, and that that's that's incredible. <laughs> it is. It's just because of the craziness of the season. Literally, anything yeah. can happen. Man United were in our where we are. Man United were where we were like three months ago, and now they're four points off City. So why can't we be in the next eight, eight pretty much eight to ten games? We, yeah, you never know what will happen, and yeah, yeah, it could happen, but. That's the important thing is to just take the shit, not get carried away like we just did for the past five minutes and just kind of win the Sheffield game, win all the games in front of us and then look forward to the uh, Champions League. But... Yeah, we just we, we, we just hope um, Ole, uh, they'll, mm. they, they, they'll just take the, the wrong turn. His... Backwards and then he put it in reverse, and then just he's put his give, bus in give reverse us the win. Gear and now he's uh, he's just yeah, following he's Mourinho, j- yeah. He's jammed the jump. I don't, I don't, I don't even want him to turn in reverse, I want him to turn, <laughs> make a, a proper turn, and then move straight forward downwards. Kind of full steam backwards, and then he busts the tire, uh, once he's yeah, yeah. But, 
yeah. Are we going to do predicted lineups for Sheffield, or do we do want to talk um, more about the podcast? Because appreciate. Yeah, let's 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 move on to the podcast, guys. If you want to check out the predict, <laughs> unless you want to do uh, like Sheffield lineups like really quickly, like in the next minute. Okay, let's. Okay, so like instead of oh, we okay, going let's through, do a yes and no, or just let's a, do a yes and no. Okay. Yeah. Mendy. Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Um, as P Rudiger and Christensen at the back, sad to say, but yes, I think it'll happen. Yeah, that's all. Alonso and James as wing backs. No, if I'm honest, I, I want you well, but I guess yeah. if we're gonna make if we're gonna take advantage of Alonso being good. For like in his purple patches and all, then might as well use him. But I'd like to see Chilwell back. But hey, Alonso's in good form, so why not? Yeah, I also want to see Chilwell back. But was yeah, was Alonso that good against us? I, I, I don't think so. The point is, he, he wasn't really well, bad. Well, like, I didn't really well, know. Yeah. There wasn't any moments where he was really bad defensively and all. So I guess, but that, that could be due to Tuchel to, to and his yeah. just making us seem really solid at the back. So I want to see Chilwell, but. I understand it if Alonso plays. Yeah. And mids, we go. Yep, sorry. Um, Kante um, and Kovacic. What I want to see, but I don't think I'll have. I, 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 it'll be, I think it'll be Jorginho Kovacic to keep it, to not change anything. And maybe start Kante against Barnsley or something to get him back into it. But. Okay. Yeah, same. same. I, I, I also wanted to see Kante, but I don't think it will happen as well. So. Okay. Um, and then we're going to go with Werner up top. Yeah, with Callum Hudson-Odoi and Pulisic, I guess. Mohamed's dropped Mason Mount. He only took us. He only oh. took him a day. <laughs> uh, ooh, yeah, yeah, I can't drop him though. Okay, uh, yeah, Mount, I guess I guess the same lineup as pretty much. Yeah, same lineup. As number, but except yeah, Christensen and and Silva swapped. Yeah, I I think that's yeah. Yeah, but but I think if Havertz if Havertz is fit, he might he might. Play against um, Sheffield United instead of Mount. I feel like Mount maybe Kante and Kai could play against uh, against Barnsley to just yeah. bring him back into the team. And, and of course, Kai Havertz loves a bit of um, he loves Barnsley. Barnsley. Yeah, so it's like, why not? But yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, Mount does get the rest. Hell, we only we literally we played Thursday and now we're playing on Sunday, so I wouldn't be surprised if uh, more. If there are more changes and maybe perhaps Chilwell does get put back in, uh, the fact that we've predicted the same lineup, I think this is what we all want to see uh, the strong lineup. But considering we're, we're playing like three days apart, it's pretty unrealistic to think that um, he's going to play the same team three days apart, especially against Spurs. So perhaps there will be changes, but I think we, we all want to see Timo start. We want to see him get some goals in the Premier League to get back his form. So we want a similar lineup, but. I think we might be surprised a little. Yep, I think that sums up the lineup pretty much. Mendy and goal, Aspi, Rodrigo Christensen in the back three with James and Alonso as wing backs. Uh, midfield of Jorginho, Kovacic and Mount. Callum and Werner up top. Uh, probably the same way, uh, the same tactics as Tottenham against Sheffield. Um, that sums up the review. Not much on the review, um, but if you want a detailed one, uh, we do one on the second channel, which will be linked in the description below where you can go and check that out which usually comes out 24 hours before a game day so by the time you're watching this that should be out as well 
um, for you to watch with Amaya, who is our presenter on that channel. But yeah, six months of the podcast, just a bit look back. Uh, we've almost hit 50 episodes, depending on what platform you're watching on again. Um, I need to fix the numbering. Alex, every time you remind me, I'm like, yes, I'm going to do it today. And then I just forget. <laughs> <laughs> We we, we, don't, um, we don't we don't need to fix it. We have our own, we make our own numbering <laughs> system. We skip numbers. The word the number forty, I think it's forty three. We don't we don't really understand it. CFC talk, so we just choose to skip it. It's simple. We're just using Chelsea numbers. We're just using the squad the squad numbers. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I think stats wise. Uh, I've got had it written down. Okay, yeah. So 100 subs on the main channel, 67, 68 subs on the second channel, 400 plus followers on social media, a website which is fully functional with daily articles, um, 15 team members, um, all the way from social media managers, editors, graphic designers, um, writers, podcast hosts. Um, <laughs> and and partnerships we've got so many partnerships now as well guys six months um firstly i'm I'm just gonna get a bit nostalgic here and say thank you for actually accepting this offer i mean six months ago we had nothing we we were at zero um i think we all met on a server and and we've gone from probably never having a conversation to almost having a conversation every single day or every other day and in my words, and if you remember, if, if someone watched the podcast a few weeks back, I said we've done 2,000 hours of, of um, hosting, but I think that's wrong. Um, it's it's 2,500 minutes of, of, uh, of hosting. Um, Alex, you were going to say something? No, I wasn't going to say it. I was about to react to the to the hours thing but then you 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 learn you 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 do it yourself so never mind it just it's crazy though even that is a minutes thing is is pretty ridiculous so one hour if someone did the maths quickly uh calculator somewhere lying around here but how many hours 2500 minutes is um okay so i've just done that and that is about 43 hours 42 hours sorry so imagine doing a podcasting for 24 hours a day for two days and that's pretty much it's almost what we, we what we've done it's it's pretty it's a lot it's, it is yeah it's only going to get more and yeah it is just we've come such a long way since the very start and i didn't think uh, the main yeah i don't know what to say really other than it's just it's a nice <laughs> moment it doesn't feel like six months i guess i think lockdown didn't help with that but uh, it's yeah it doesn't feel like six months but it feels like 46 episodes. I feel like we've done a lot of episodes, but um, not in the time that we have. And with the consistent, importantly, the consistency, like it's what, 49 episodes in six months is like around four an episode every four days, I think. Unless I've messed up them. I think that's right. If it's, yeah. yeah if it's six, six months is 180 days. And divide that. Sorry, sorry, viewers, for my, my. I like to explain my thought process, but yeah, it's around four. It's a, it's around an episode every four days, three and a half days. So it's pretty ridiculous, really, and it's really a testament to Mohammed, the host that we have, and the amazing editors, graphic designers, everyone who works for CFC Talk, working together. To it's just it's quite crazy for some for a team for something that's still quite in its infancy, really. 
So, yeah, looking forward to seeing what comes next. Amar, you want to say something? Yeah, I mean... Amar is quite... He's been quite silent listening to Alex's calculations. Mm-hmm. He's been nodding <laughs> it down. He's like... Yeah, no, what? like, I, I, just, I, I just want to make a clarification to the um, um, listeners that clearly the Mars geeks are Mohammed and Alex. I suck at maths. <laughs> I suck at maths. So anytime you guys go into anything regarding maths and numbers, I just keep quiet and listen to you, the two of you guys. I'm so not really stats, good at maths. Any stats for tomorrow, any stats yeah. or mentions from the next episode, he's, he's, he's either taking it from Alex or he's, he's taking it from me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the, the, the calculations and stuff like that is not, really my, it's not really my forte. So when you guys are doing that, I just sit down and <laughs> just listen to you guys. But yeah, it's 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 really really amazing. I think the first time Alex told me that we'll be hitting six months soon, I was very very surprised because it just feels like we've been doing this like three months or two months ago because it's it's gone really really quickly. And I think I told him I told him I think I told Mohammed too as well that it's it's because we love we enjoy what you are doing and 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 it's it's the truth. I really really enjoy doing it. I look forward to talking to the two of you every time after a game. It's it's even therapeutic for us instead of taking the loss to sleep we come here and we come and talk about it and we 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 we, we grieve together and we celebrate together too at the same time so i think it, it's 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 really really good and it, any anybody that knows me knows that like at least if if i if i strike a conversation with somebody there'll be like at least 20 or 30 percent of that conversation will be regarding Chelsea, especially if I'm talking to somebody who also likes football. So this is, the, this is actually the best place for me to talk about Chelsea. And, and I'm very, very grateful for the opportunity. And also, I want to thank the um, guests that have been on so far. Um, Amea, now he's also one of the, part, part of the team, which is fantastic. Um, um, Maria, um, Carl, um, um, what, what's, uh, what's his name? Kamal, Dami, Jam. Um, Zoba, Candy, like all these people that have come Michelle. on, and you, Mich- yes, Michelle, Michelle, Michelle recently, yeah, all these people that have come on, they've accepted our, our, our invitations and come on. Like, thank you to all of you guys. Like, you guys are legends, and I know, I know, I've been disturbing you guys in the DMs, but <laughs> thank you, thank you as well for entertaining me and listening to me and replying to my messages. I know some, some are still yet to come on, and we. And we will definitely welcome you with open open arms, and we look forward to listening to um, talking to you guys. So, I mean, there's 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 more to come. So, I'm just looking forward to it. Yep, yeah, it's it's honestly been it's just honestly been a great experience. Um, I think it's I'm, I'm kind of getting teary up. Um, no, um, it's it's been it's been incredible. Just not with just with you guys, but everyone who's been on the podcast as a guest, as a um, everyone who's worked on the podcast, everyone, Matthew, Amea, Taron, David, Rami, everyone, writers, um, Kush, and everyone. I I, I want to mention everyone on this podcast, and and if you guys want to follow everyone, there'll be in links will be in the description below. Cal, who does the editing um charlie who, who does the graphic designing and, and everyone's been incredible i think and i think the beauty of this podcast and the one thing that i s- am still surprised about is how we're all in our home countries um around the world and someone's in australia someone's in the u.s someone's in uk india 
uh, and and yet we're we're combined and we, we work together on a daily basis and interact with each other, not just on 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 the screen but behind the scenes, um, talking to each other, had, cracking jokes and just having a laugh um, most of the times. Um, but yeah, I think it, it's been a great experience. And and just to end it, I would like to say we went since we've started, we've changed goalkeepers, we've changed managers, um, we've changed opinions on players but we haven't changed hosts and we won't be changing anytime soon. Alex is sacked. Breaking news. Alex Faulkner <laughs> has been sacked from CSU Talk on the 6th of February. No, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's. I'm definitely not going to be going anywhere anytime soon. And I pray that it's the same for both of you because I don't think it's really hard to, after doing this for six months with you both, I really can't imagine doing it with, with any other person. Yeah. Yeah, we went from... We went, we went from stopping each other every five seconds <laughs> to now just bouncing off each other, knowing when, when the other person is going to say something. Yeah, it's nice. It's a good, great chemistry we have, and it's only going to... I can't imagine what, it, what it's going to be like when we're, record, when we're recording the year anniversary or the fifth... or the fifth Sorry, hell, even 100th episode, or <laughs> even more than that. Who knows? But it's, it's a really... It's, it's fun. T- it's been fun times already, and it's going to be nothing but fun times in the future. I'm pretty sure of it. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Okay, guys. I think that's all for tonight's episode. Um, thank you for listening in. Thank you for all the support in the last six months. It's been incredible. Um, we'll we'll continue to create content, and we'll provide you with daily uploads on both of our channels. Uh, make sure to follow all of our social media pages. Um, join the discord link and make sure to follow all of our socials i feel like i've said that i'm I'm kind of zoned out right now (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah um we'll see you hopefully after the sheffield game in a happy mood when we discuss sheffield and then barnsley on the week um on the on my weekend actually because thursday is when my weekend starts so um that's all from us here tonight thank you guys and we'll see you next time